what are the values? Are our values we want to get out of here fast? We want quick decision making? Or are our values we want to learn? We want to know who our neighbors are. We want to think about an issue from so many different perspectives that we begin to see complexity. When we arrived, we thought it was a simple yes, no. Welcome to The Portable Humanist, the podcast where you can listen to Vermont Humanities Talks and learn when you're on the go. I'm Ryan Newswanger. Meg Mott is a political theory professor, a constitutional scholar, and the moderator at Putney, Vermont's town meeting. She's led a number of events for Vermont Humanities as part of the Why It Matters Civics and Electoral Participation Initiative, sponsored by the Andrew W. Mellon Foundation and the Federation for State Humanities Councils. I recently spoke with Meg for an episode of Before Your Time, our podcast with the Vermont Historical Society. That episode was about Vermont's town meeting tradition. We could only use a couple of minutes from Meg and my conversation in that piece, so we'd like to share more of our discussion here. I try to come up to speed by by doing research, and I think probably the re- most of the research I've done for this is by having attended town meetings mm-hmm. in, in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm probably not the only one who would look forward to town meeting with a mixture of excitement and trepidation. Right. <laughs> And I wonder, do you hear from people, um, town meeting is obsolete, that maybe there's a better way to do this? Um, Well, let's see. Uh, I think I became town moderator five or maybe six years ago now. I can't remember. Um, So people don't usually come to me and say town meeting is obsolete. Um, When I was at Marlboro College and it runs through town meeting, uh, using Robert's rules, there there was always a moment when new students would arrive on campus and they'd be very confused by what is this? You have an amendment to a motion or amendment to amendment. And what is a point of information? And what is a, uh, what is a point of order? How do those two things distinguish? Or how can you distinguish those two things? So uh, there was always pushback that this was a terrible way to run a college. And it wouldn't take very long, though, for people to get caught up in it and then uh, ask why isn't every institution run using town meeting and Robert's Rules of Order. I think if you want to have a conversation, consensus can be very useful. If you want to make a decision, Robert's Rules is necessary um, because with Robert's Rules, the minority viewpoint gets a chance to have its say. In fact, it's encouraged to speak. And then people slowly start to make their minds up. And um, I, I like something that Susan Clark taught me. When you hear the uh, decision, you say, uh, all those in favor, please say aye. All those in favor, please say nay. And then when you hear it, the response is the ayes have it and the nays were heard. So that the my, the dissent, the minority position, really has a chance to be fully explored in a deliberative process. Have you found that people who are new to town uh, hesitate to sort of to dive in, or is it more common for people to observe for a couple of years and then mm. start to start to speak? Um, that's a great question. I think that uh, the League of Women Voters for a long time in Vermont. Uh, tried to get out uh, material on Robert's Rules, cheat sheets or that sort of thing, to let people know, yeah, this you can participate. Uh, who cares how long you've been living in this town? This is a very simple procedure, and once you figure out these rules, jump right on in. Uh, then um, in recent years, it seemed like there was a lapse so that the people who showed up at town meeting, the assumption was you've already mastered Robert's Rules, But starting in Putney, and I'm going to guess this is true in other towns, groups, uh, citizen groups in the town decided they needed to do more to educate people about Robert's Rules ahead of time. So in our town report, uh, we have a two or three page document that gets the uh, key issues of Robert's Rules on the page. And as moderator, I always say, if you're having trouble, take your time. We're here to help you. Uh, We really care about what you have to say. We're looking for diverse points of view. So uh, 
if you start to speak on something that's actually not germane, I will gently let you know that and we'll figure out if there's another opportunity for you to participate. Now, in, in your presentation, or at least one of your presentations, you said one of the criticisms of town meeting that people sometimes have is it's it's always the same people who go, and so it's it's sort of groupthink. Yes. Uh, is that what you've you've found in your in your experience or in your research? Does that seem to be true? Um, so I, my experience is I was at I used to live in Halifax, Vermont, and now live in Putney, Vermont. So those are the two town meetings I know of. Um, and then through Marlborough College that was run through town meeting. And I noticed in Halifax, yes, there is, was a, uh, a group who had been in Halifax for generations, but I never felt that new people's viewpoints weren't um, accepted. And we had excellent town moderators in Halifax who, and that's the great thing about Robert's rules, by following the rules, if you had a different viewpoint, it was encouraged. And um, in Putney, before I became town moderator, I again, I felt that we had people who had been doing it for generations, lived in Putney for generations, and then we had newcomers, young people with families or often uh, sort of new residents who come to Putney because the school, the elementary school is so good. And um, they jumped in and they cared about taxes and they cared about the school board. I think the big change that's happened in Putney and other towns is that we don't have the school board now as part of our town meeting. And um, I, I think that's had a negative effect on participation in general, because you want new families, young ki- people with young kids, they're going to have different concerns and you, you want them to be part of the mix on town meeting day. And so have they, they hold, hold the school meeting on a different night or a different time? Uh, In southeastern Vermont, we have a consolidated district. So it's a district meeting, much larger, many towns, and it happens at a separate time. I mean, what what happens to a democracy when, you know, there's a, a small percentage of the voters who are actually coming out to town meeting? Well, this is probably the big concern, um, and and I'd say this is true across the country, that we used to have opportunities for people to come together with different points of view and through a process of deliberation to achieve a a solution that the majority of the people agreed with. And that process of coming together with strangers to deliberate is becoming, I I don't know, I'd put it on the uh, endangered species list. The jury system, which is the other place where citizens can go to discuss important matters that have uh, significance, I mean, a conclusion on a jury matter is significant, just as a decision in town meeting is significant. It has lasting consequences. And the jury system is, well, people call it the missing jury, the missing jury system. Um, it, hardly any other, hardly any trials go to a jury, hardly any controversies go to a jury trial. So people are not learning how to deliberate, which means they lose trust in being a citizen. They lose trust in themselves. They lose trust in each other. So, you know, what is it, when you ask, like, what does it mean when, um, to a democracy, when people don't deliberate? We're pretty much not a democracy. We are an administrative state that makes decisions based on expert opinion and um, rules by fiat, not by decision-making. What's the appeal of Australian ballot? Um, Well, it's easier in the sense that um, towns don't have to bring uh, everybody into a single space to deliberate. You can get greater voter participation because people get their ballots either sent to them or they go pick them up. Then they put them in a drop box or uh, vote at a polling booth. So uh, the idea is you can get more people in the door to make decisions, but they don't get to massage what's on the ballot straight up and down. You vote yes, you vote no, end of story. So you're not thinking about how the uh, 
ballot language is crafted or you want to change it, you want to revise it, that's off the table. So the people say, yeah, this is great. Go with Australian ballot. You'll get more participation. That means greater democracy. But from a citizenship viewpoint, no, it's terrible, in my opinion. Do you have concerns about the changes that had to be made in Vermont for this year where people physically can't get together, you know, to, to allow communities to vote by Australian ballot this year if they hadn't already approved that just because, or, or delay town meeting till right. when they could be outside. Do you have concerns about that being, you know, now that towns have experimented with that, some maybe for the first time, that this mm-hmm. would start to become what happens de facto? Um, I am concerned in that I um, see a tendency in Montpelier to look for efficient administrative solutions to problems and less attention to grassroots decision-making. And I want to believe that towns, in the interest of checks and balances, will say, no, we're going back to this. This is one of the um, ways that we're able to prove that we can rule ourselves that we can engage in self-governance. What I'm more aware, uh, concerned about is a governance model that spends too much emphasis on efficient results and even res- um, evidence-based governance. That makes me nervous. I want to believe that people do a better job of reaching solutions than experts who have just been thinking about things on a mass level and not on a local level? Why? Why do you? Why do you feel that way? Um, because I think that's been the tendency of the you know, and I don't want to make it sound like I, I subscribe to a deep state uh, controversy or conspiracy or something of that sort. But uh, the tendency has been for top-down decision making. In the United States, some people call this neoliberalism, a way of governing that is much more um, top-down directed based on economic indicators, um, increasing GDP, reducing social services. And and I see that playing out uh, with legislatures, state legislatures, when they start saying they know how, what the answers are and they're going to make the towns behave better. So I think of town meeting as a way of saying, no, let the towns have more leeway. Let them go through the arduous process of deliberation. Let them learn from each other and not just say, okay, this is a new regulation. We all step in line. In your role as moderator, have you... Can you recall circumstances where someone said something from the floor that sort of turned an argument, and this might be a person uh, who might not be heard from in other settings because of um, class or income level, Um, education level? Yeah, um, and I've seen that happen a number of times. Um, One of the things that happens continuously in Putney Town meetings is an elder will stand up. And I don't want to make it sound like there's um, disregard of old people, but there is a little bit of disregard of old people and what they have to say. So I've th- I can think of a number of times when an elderly person has stood up and spoken about what she's seen over the course of her lifetime, and it just puts a whole new perspective on the problem we're addressing. Um, so that's like one example. Another example is when somebody who actually works the roads and, um, is out there after the snows or after the floods or putting the dirt back where it uh, belongs and keeping it out of the waterways. When they actually talk about what they're facing, uh, people listen. And so somebody who has a working class position in a town is treated with a good deal of respect perhaps more so than in other venues. Um, yeah, that's interesting. I, I feel like I've I've witnessed that as well. Like there's a real, 
some of these life experiences and skills might not um, be as valued out in a different context. Right, right. So that's, I mean, that's a lovely thing about local deliberation. It's all, it's from a specific place. It's not just from a, uh, an abstract space is how some political theorists talk about this distinction. So everybody knows a certain road or how dangerous it can be. And, um, and so when people talk about it, they're really talking about a very specific issue. Nowadays, when it seems like people are susceptible to uh, sound bites and dogma, that when you're actually dealing about a practical problem that needs a practical solution and we have to spend money on it, people just start getting uh, very specific and constructive. So that's something I worry about if town meeting disappears. Um, internet talk tends to be more polarizing. Solving a specific problem together tends to build the social fabric. Do you have a sense that what we might need to experience this year out of necessity around town meeting, hopefully this time next year we'll all be looking forward to going back to town meeting? Or are people, do you suspect people might say, eh, Lisa, I didn't have to spend that day in that in that hall or in that gymnasium, and yeah. I don't really miss it? Um. That's going to depend. That's, I mean, I think that's a good question. I think town moderators are worried about that. Uh-oh, are we about to become obsolete? Um, so I, 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 I think that's out there, that concern. From a practical standpoint, however, it's going to be very interesting to see how many towns have to come up with a plan B because their budgets were voted down through Australian ballot. Because you can't run a town if you don't have a budget. Uh, the same is true for school boards and school budgets. For places where that's still within the uh, jurisdiction of the town, what's going to happen if the school budgets get voted down? Well, then we'll have to have a town meeting. And maybe it'll be in the summer. So I, I don't know if the Australian ballot is going to solve the problem. Hmm. And you've seen in, in your role at town meetings... Have you seen people change their minds? Uh, sure. Uh, I would say what happens is it's not maybe as um, strong as somebody comes in with a clear sense of the issue and then they change their mind. It's oftentimes people come in and they're not sure. And then they think and they listen for a while and then they become sure. And then they listen some more and they become less sure. <laughs> and then it's, you know, the conversation goes through its orbit and eventually it becomes clear that more people are sure than less sure. Yeah, interesting. I, I mean, it's one of my reflections is maybe just reading faces at town meetings sometimes. Yeah. There's a look on people's face like, surely there has to be a better way to do this. Yes. Um, but, but, but in listening to you, it's like, well, the messiness is kind of baked in. And, yeah. and it, there, maybe there really isn't a better way to do it. It's, it's not some of the things that we prize around efficiency and punctuality mm -hmm. and all this. Mm -hmm. um, maybe that those aren't the highest values that we need to be looking at this tool with. Right, right. I think that's it, Ryan. It's, it's what are the values? Are our values we want to get out of here fast? We want quick decision making? Or are our values we want to learn? We want to know who our neighbors are. Um, we want to think about an issue from so many different perspectives that we begin to see complexity. When we arrived, we thought it was a simple yes, no. So that's the piece. And I guess I, you know, I use the word citizenship a lot. It's do we want to be citizens? Well, this is a glorious occupation. You don't even have to have a job and you can have and you can be a citizen. You don't have to have a fancy place to live or drive a fancy car, and you're still a citizen. And we're all equal when we come to town meeting in expressing our opinion and listening to others. Yeah. I mean, I think it can, it can seem that being a citizen in modern day, can all, all it means is voting. Right. Right. And not uh, being a deliberative body that, that weighs and considers options and then doesn't just vote for somebody else to act, 
but acts. That's, I mean, that's an amazing moment in a town meeting when the people act. There are some fantastic moderators out there, and what they do well, and what I always strive to do, is to reflect back the potential of all the people gathered in that room. And that this is a moment where we get to do what democracy offers, to be bigger than ourselves, to be more than our private concerns, to carry the concerns of the community on our shoulders together. So um, I find people, when you, you keep reflecting that back, this awesome power, awesome in the sense of we should be pretty thrilled with ourselves right now, that makes yeah so yeah we get tired and our butts get tired and we have to stand and stretch but uh i do feel like people get that tingle when the vote happens it's like wow we just did it okay next article this is really challenging me um you know what you're saying in terms of you know again the advice people would give me it's like don't be that flatlander who gets up after Mm. his first town meeting and Mm -hmm. talks about how we need to have Mm stoplights. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. Um, but to say like, well, everyone has a place mm-hmm. at the table, so to speak, or on the floor once they're recognized to, to speak yeah. their, ask their questions or speak their truth. Right. Right. And I mean, as, as long as moderators are saying, yeah, give tell us what you're thinking. And, uh, we, and if I need to ask you how does it pertain to the amendment we're currently discussing? Uh, and to give people the space to do that. I think that's really the, it's on moderators to set a tone that say, we want to know what you're thinking. Help us to make a big decision. What's Putney doing? Are they doing Australian ballot or are they doing? Yes, Australian ballot all the way down the road. And so there'll be an information meeting um, on the Saturday before town meeting not just covid you mean from that, here oh, on out no 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 we're going back to town meeting in okay. fact we may have a town meeting in the spring if outside if the voters vote down the budget yeah so it doesn't sound like your your job is as moderator is it sounds like it's still needed yeah yeah i am going to be very sad though if people think wow we just had an information meeting and I'm going to moderate that. Uh, and that seemed like that was great because I didn't have to actually go and sit with my neighbors all day. And I could just zoom in and ha- have my questions answered by the select board. And then I could vote in the voting booth. That makes me a little worried because I don't want people to confuse those information meetings with true deliberation. Uh, they're, they're completely different animals. I'm not really moderating. I'm facilitating. We're not What's doing... Well, it means that I'm making it possible for more people to ask questions and to get their answers, facilitating the questioning of the people who can answer their questions. But deliberation, moderating, means you guys are the ones who are going to come up with the answer, and you're going to do this on your terms, and I'm here to help you all work together to make that decision together. Collective decision-making is what a moderator helps. Individual decision making is what a facilitator does. Uh, I see the difference. Yeah, oh, that that makes that clear. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, it almost feels like an information meeting is more transactional. Right. That's a beautiful word. That's exactly right. It's not transformative. It's not turning the many into one, into an assembly. Yeah, we zoom in, get our information, and then cast our vote. Yeah. From the comfort of our own homes. <laughs> that's it. That's it. And that that's the, the worst thing for democracy is the atomizing tendencies of late capitalism, if I could sound like a Marxist for a moment, where we get more and more pushed into our own little private spheres. We become more and more concerned whether we're living up to others' expectations of us. And we have very little trust in ourselves and in others around us. And um, this atomizing tendency, political theorists have been talking about, well, for a while, since the 70s. And I see town meeting, Robert's Rules of Order, and um, the process of deliberation as the check on that atomizing tendency. 
That's the antidote. Hmm. And why is that? Uh, because it reminds people that we make better decisions with each other than alone in our little rooms. Again, to quote Aristotle, the many, when they meet together, may very likely be better than the few good. And he was talking about technocrats at that point, elites um, elites who could make the best judges. No, he says the many, the people, may very likely be better than the few good, just as a feast to which many contribute is better than a dinner provided out of a single purse. A potluck could be better than just one person's paying for the meal. Hmm. And that really feels running, in a way, counter to specialization, like you say, sort of techni- technocracy, if that's a yeah. word. Yeah, yeah, right. Technocratic solutions. You know, this is what Trump understood, is that people were, were really unhappy with elite decision makers. They had come up with NAFTA. They had come up with the globalized market. They had the consequences which were terrible in the Rust Belt. Um, and so that real sense that the elites were in charge and were making it impossible for groups to govern themselves um, turned into the grievance we're still living with. That's Meg Mott, political theory professor and town meeting moderator. Thanks for listening to The Portable Humanist. Visit our podcast website at portablehumanist.org for a transcript of this episode and for more information about Vermont Humanities.
That's Jason Broughton, Vermont State Librarian, in conversation with Dr. Laura Jimenez, Department Chair for Language and Literacy Education at Boston University. And thanks for listening to The Portable Humanist. Visit our podcast website at portablehumanist.org for a transcript of this episode and to learn more about Vermont Humanities.